This is Nadia Hearn here on the flip side. You're listening to Two Oceans Vibe Radio. We're having another one of our COVID-19 segments in terms of what is happening in the media brought to you by Pair Africa. We can welcome again Yaku Pinar. Welcome, Yaku. Yeah, thank you so much, Nadia, and uh, thanks for having me again. And and this week, sure, a lot to talk about this week, a lot to talk about. Last week when we had our conversation, it was before the lockdown announcement, the, the lockdown extension announcement, rather, and we were still saying, hopefully this week when we chat, we have some good news. But unfortunately, lockdown is extended by another two weeks. And looking at all the pundits in, in the media space, uh, we are likely going to see yet more extensions beyond this. Um, generally speaking, a lot of, uh, in terms of army deployments of the like, a lot of the media is, is foreseeing likely uh, uh, the better part of May would also be part of the lockdown extension. And really, this, this is all has to do with, with the amount of infections reported uh, per day. And that's been a big media focus as well and, and a big uh, message and narrative from, from government side is really expanding testing, doing as much as, uh, as much as possible in terms of testing more and more people. So that we really have very accurate reporting in terms of our infection rates, uh, fatality rates, uh, and, and recovery rates, of, of course. So, so there has been a big uh, focus in terms of, in terms of uh, testing. And of course, testing in the right way, testing in the safest possible way. Now, of course, from, from the lockdown extension, uh, one of the big talking points the past week has, of course, been cigarettes and alcohol ban. And uh, the Gauteng Liquor Forum actually did threaten to take government to constitutional court. Um, should, should the alcohol ban not be lifted, and uh, government and the presidency did ask for an extension for this uh, up until tomorrow, which is uh, Friday the 17th. Um, really looking at is there a possibility to still trade in terms of alcohol, even though, uh, even if in a very limited way. Now, most journalists, most experts do think that this will, of course, not happen. This will, of course, uh, the ban will stand. But from, from the Gauteng Liquor Forum, their major point is that there's a lot of informal traders, there's a lot of people in terms of employment that are impacted from the alcohol ban side. Uh, one of the biggest part of a lockdown, of course, was um, with, in terms of the alcohol ban, looking at health-related issues, looking at uh, gender-based violence-related issues and the like, and, and those were some of the key concerns in terms of in terms of alcohol sales. So we'll see tomorrow what, what does in fact happen there, um, but very, very unlikely that the ban will be lifted. So, so let's see how that story uh, evolves. Well, and of course, not. mention, <laughs> uh, obviously not. Obviously not. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, and and it, is, it is one of those things uh, that was one of the key training things with lockdown extension nothing other than but where can we buy beer can we at least just have a day to go stop up please buy so, so we'll actually see what happens with that and and then of course mentioning gender-based violence um this is a big concern uh, of course now uh, being reported on significantly in the media is the 
the major the major escalation in terms of gender-based violence from the beginning of lockdown to uh, to date um and and really this this uh, this is indicative of one of the major concerns of of the lockdown in the country and and it is something that is being reported on quite significantly in in the media uh, in the media space then then of course on on the on the better news side um, fuel prices are lower than they've been in a very long time with more drops expected ironically when we cannot use our cars really but uh, a, a lot of people especially on social media are, are suggesting it's just it's just all go fill up the tanks and then at least we're covered we're covered for a bit with the cheaper fuel and then of course interest rates uh, being lowered has had a has had a positive impact on the on the economy then in terms of the funding side and this this is a big a big issue globally but it has especially been very prevalent in africa and in south africa is with with kind of the halt of the uh, economy uh, of the economy how are we getting funding in now of course uh, in africa china has done a lot to invest in uh, financially in africa and of course, they have also provided a lot of medical equipments for South Africa as well. And of course, the, uh, the relatively newly established Solidarity Fund has brought out the best from, from government and from the private sector with, with a lot of things uh, uh, being contributed to that and a lot of positive media coverage surrounding that uh, with, with ministers, of course, their, their salaries being cut in it going into the Solidarity Fund, a lot of business leaders doing the same. And, and of course, the the more cynical uh, comment, uh, commentators in the media space has mentioned that it doesn't really make the hugest difference to the people contributing and they should have contributed a bit earlier. So there are the two contrasting sides to, to this, but uh, how, however it may be, the Solidarity Fund will definitely uh, have a lot of positive potential to the economy and to those that, that really, really need that, uh, that income. Now then, of course, in terms of innovations, and I think we did mention it uh, last time or in one of our conversations, the one nice thing in terms of the lockdown has really become how, uh, how many people and organizations are innovating to, uh, to really adapt to this new economy, this new way of working. And one of the uh, largest reported um, media type of innovations other than Stellenbosch University's fantastic uh, medical robot. Uh, I don't know if you have seen that, but they've now launched a medical robot in the hospital there in the Western Cape that also helps in terms of testing and patient interaction, um, which, which is a fantastic innovation to also protect people from cross-infecting each other. But also one of the wonderful innovations is, of course, this idea of virtual learning, virtual meeting spaces, um, Zoom has been in significant headlines, of course, as, as now a, a major trendy meeting application. And I mean, uh, we are a case in point, Nadia, of course, chatting on Zoom now. Uh, so this has really uh, bolstered a lot in terms of, uh, in terms of business, uh, in terms of meeting spaces and the like. And many universities are also now investigating things like Zoom, and, and virtual learning platforms and virtual communication platforms to still be able to have meetings, to still be able to, to teach and, and really engage with students so that the academic year uh, and, and, and the corporate year can continue. But unfortunately with this, one of the major points that has come out now 
the last couple of weeks, it, weeks is a huge rise in cybersecurity uh, and a huge, a huge increase in terms of cybercrime and and a lot of fraud and the like happening through platforms like Zoom. So, so the one one thing, dear listeners, is of course it's fantastic embracing this technology, but as as part for the course, just be careful and be mindful especially if it is new technologies, do your research, have your facts, make sure that you are safe and secure in this new economic world. Um, and then from, from the international side, uh, of course, you've got, you've got uh, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who was in uh, intensive care before COVID-19. Uh, he is now out and he's recovering. Uh, and then the big news over the last couple of days is U.S. President Donald Trump withdrawing all U.S. funding from uh, the World Health Organization, which will likely have a very, very strong ripple effect through all their initiatives and through the U.N. as well. And that's been widely reported on from a global kind of perspective. And then to end off, uh, one, of, one of the fantastic things that has actually also come out of of this lockdown and of this uh, pandemic is of course the, the the larger levels of attention to fake news and the larger levels of action towards fake news uh, where it is really seen the damage that fake news and spreading rumors and, and unjustified uh, stories and, and unvalidated stories, the damage that it really can have on society and a lot is being done in terms of monitoring that and from a South African perspective, there is a lot being done also from the government side to monitor that what is said is fact. And now you, of course, have you have those critics that, that do see it as a very Orwellian approach, a very 1984 kind of approach where we are being now tracked by everyone. But the fact of the matter is, if you post something on the social media space, expect that someone will read it and someone can track it. So always be careful what you put out there, uh, what you can see as a joke or just a, a rumor spreading. Uh, it can have very significant impact on a lot of lives. And, and this is being tracked and technology has always been there and it is now being used to properly track this. And people that post these, these fake news stories, um, they are actually getting arrested. And uh, I, I think the first case in South Africa for this was actually also in the Western Cape, where a, a gentleman was arrested for spreading fake news. So, so it is really just thinking properly of what you read and how you read it. And, and I think uh, it does for us as media consumers, it does become a very critical, uh, a critical skill either way, so that we understand what is real, what is not, and, and really do our fact-checking properly and go back to all journalistic values as communications professionals. And that is a lot of stories for this, this last week of the old lockdown, but first week of the new lockdown. Um, and yeah, we look forward in the next week to see what is happening, and hopefully we have uh, we have some good news for those that wanted the that wants the alcohol ban to be lifted. Um, hopefully, next week when we talk, uh, Nadia, we'll have we'll have some some news on 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 that side side of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it will remain interesting. 
um, nevertheless. Um, Yaku, thank you so much for your time and some of the insight in terms of what is happening in the media. Um, we will be welcoming you back next week um, and I look forward to our update then. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thanks so much, and you.